0: Somebody say spirit. Somebody say spirit. So that our essence and the thing that actually sustains us must come from our source. Um, Everything has a source. You agree with me? Everything has a source. Everything has where, where, where it comes from. Okay? And usually, the... The source of a thing is usually what sustains it. Am I correct? Um, if you find a flowing river, the reason that the river continues to flow is because it has a source. It's coming from somewhere. If you want to stop it, you cut the source off, so it doesn't flow anywhere again. So it becomes stagnant. All right. So you and I have a source, and The Bible says that we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Okay? So who we really are is is what? A spirit. Okay? Follow me. Who we really are is spirit. So this spirit has a soul. The soul is made up of the mind, the will, the intellect, emotions, things like that. So this spirit has a soul and then this spirit lives where? In the body. So imagine something happening to your body. It must have first captured your spirit man. It must have first formed in your spirit before it has the legal right to affect your body. For example, sickness. Someone, um, science has, has, has showed to us that for someone to be sick, what it means is that some... Okay, let me not even use sickness. Sickness is too far. Something as small as um, anger. Something as small as hatred, unforgiveness. Okay? What happens to our body at the time is that our body begins to um emit some chemicals inside when we're angry when we have bitterness or hatred or unforgiveness in our heart towards someone what happens at that moment is that our body begins to emit some kind of chemicals and those chemicals begin to form all kinds of things inside us The people from cancer comes, some growth, some things begin happening in their system. So that's why you you, sometimes you go to the hospital and you find someone is there and they're saying, what's wrong with this person? They can't find what's wrong with the person. Sometimes not all sickness is drug related, medication related. Sometimes some of them is just look, just forgive somebody. Seriously. Sometimes it's just forgive someone. And then I was telling someone that do you know that there is no drug. I don't know I'm going this direction. That's anyway. There is no drug or medication that actually cures anything. It doesn't. What happens is God the way God designed you and I, we are self-sustaining. God is not a flop to design something that will require intervention of man to keep it it's impossible he's not that a flawed manufacturer if god designed something that thing has the power in itself to sustain itself it does not require anything it's like bible says that the blessing of the lord makes rich Sorrow doesn't add to it. Anything doesn't add to it. Whatever the Lord does, the Bible says is what? Perfect. So the man that God created is a perfect man. Why do you think that, okay, some time ago I had a cut on my hand. I didn't do anything about it, apart from maybe putting TCP and then so that it doesn't get infected and all that. Days went by. Weeks went by. It began to do what? heal itself. It began to cover up itself. That's the way God designed us. So we are self-sustaining through him the source. Okay? So what those drugs do is that they speed up the chemical reaction that allows us to heal ourselves. That's what they do. There's nothing there. That's what they do. That's why you find some people Some people will meditate so much that the sickness, the ulcer, the disease in their body will one day just vanish. Nobody prayed for them. Nobody did anything. No, because what they have done is that they've been able to key into that supernatural life. And it's in everybody. You don't have to be a believer to access it. You don't have to. No, you only have. Some people have trained themselves to access that height of spirituality actually trained themselves to do that. I don't know why I'm talking about this today. (sighs) Glory to God. Ecclesiastes. Somebody's pulling something from me. Oh, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you. (sighs) Go to Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, let's see chapter 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, from verse 9. I'm reading you King James, version. It says, that which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said? See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. Verse 11. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after. Do you understand the logic that he's he's trying to say that? Many, many years ago, if you wear, if you wear um, native, and you wear sneakers, on it, you be considered the a, a fashion floor, right? But right now, that's the in thing. Colin and I were talking the other day. He said he can't see himself wear it. <laughs> that's, but that's what is in vogue now. But at one point in time, okay, look at look at it now. Those days, our mothers used to carry this big bag. This big bag as a handbag. At one point in time, it got out of vogue. If you carried it, maybe in the in the early 2000s or late 90s, you'd be like, what's wrong with this one? But now, that's the thing. They used to have Afro then. After a while, if you carry Afro at that period, one period of time, you'd be like, don't you have money to cut your hair? But now, everybody's Afro. Now, everybody is going Osama. So, you see, so, th- th- what exactly is new? I tried to grow to Osama. It didn't work. So my wife, he me one day, said, what's this? I'll take it up. said, so there's no remembrance of things that are to come. Look at verse 12. It says, I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all that is done under heaven this burdensome task God has given to the sons of man by which they may be exercised so he said God has given the sons of men the burdensome task to do what? to research to find out things so it's in man find out things if you give if Jesus tarries one day we will wake up the cure to cancer the cure to HIV the cure to tuberculosis will be found if Jesus tarries why? because God has given man that thing in man to search and research and research and find out he said, why? So that they may be exercised, so that they may be stretched. So people can access the supernatural and find solutions. So what he said, look at verse, verse 14. He says, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and indeed all is vanity and grasping for the wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be numbered verse 17 he said "And i set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly i perceive that this also is grasping for the wind what this guy did was that he he started researching finding out things what makes things work why do why are things like this why are things happening this way and he began to research and he found out that god has put it in man to search out the things about life so when science tells me that ah they found a bone somewhere and the bone is 2 million years old i'm not doubting them it's true it's true all right it could be 2 million years old because they have found a way to find out how old something is which god has given to them okay so if science tells me that ah some particles came together to make up the earth. It's true. But what they didn't understand is that at whose command? That's the part they don't understand. They felt that oh, Yes, some particles came together. And then there was a strike here. And then the earth formed. What, when God said, make the heaven and earth the earth, what happened is the science. Are you getting me? The science of creation is what happened. So when he made the heavens and the earth and he said, let the waters all come together in one place. The science of that is what we are studying. So God does not need to come to tell us, okay, you have to break, take this molecule and this molecule. No, we are the ones that discovered that the molecule of this and the molecule of that made up XYZ. So God comes to someone and then Jesus lays hands on someone and then the person received the sight. Science can tell you that when Jesus laid his hand on him, some chemicals in his body reacted, did X, Y, Z, his sights cleared and everything. And it wasn't Jesus that healed him. They are correct that those chemicals, but at whose command? Are you getting what I'm saying? At whose command? So science is not, it's not a complete removal of God. It's an understanding of God. Because God is science. So science is trying to understand God. But the part of God that they cannot understand is vast. The part of God that they can't come to terms with is vast. is vast. So we don't rest there. So God has given in man that exercise to research to find out to find out things to, to, to research many things so that they may be exercised I don't know why I went there somebody pulled all this thing from me that's not what I want to talk about glory to God we're talking about multiplication so whoever pulled it out thank you for taking some of our time <laughs> glory to God turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3 very very quickly Multiplication. I'm so excited about this multiplication. How many of you have been listening to the message? Please do. It will bless your heart. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 1. It said, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. I told us the other time that the reason that God is concerned about us multiplying is because... In His plan for the whole world, you and I are not supposed to remain on one spot. And that in the, in um, in Genesis chapter eleven, we talked about that on Sunday, when the when the people of, of the world at the time decided to make a tower and then to rise up, and then God came down and confused their language and all that. God was not; he wasn't threatening that they're going to, you know, come. To, in fact, they couldn't have gotten to heaven anyway. But the fact that that was not the plan. The plan was for them to what? Multiply. The plan was not for them to go up. The plan was for them to go like this. Okay. So they were meant to expand. They were meant to multiply. So when God each time you find yourself stuck. And you're not moving in a particular direction. You feel you want to go find out. You may probably be building a tower. And trying to go up. When God is saying to you, multiply. And then when, when God wants to get on your case and send something like uh, like to scatter the whole thing, some of us will think that, oh, now there is a problem. No. Sometimes it is God saying, that's not the direction I want you to go. I want you to multiply. I want you to be outside yourself. I want you to extend your reach. Don't go up. Multiply. All right? So look at Paul. He said, for this reason, for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. So his imprisonment was for who? The Gentiles. He recognized that he was there for the Gentiles. That he was not there for himself. He said, for this reason that all this thing is happening, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ, but it's for your sake. For this reason that all these things are happening all around me. It's not because of me. It's because there is a people somewhere that need a touch of God, that need the hand of God to come upon them. He said, for you Gentiles. He said, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read... You may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Which in other ages was once was not made known to the sons of men. As it has now been revealed by the spirit of his holy apostles and prophets. Verse 6. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. And partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel so he's trying to explain to them that look i got this thing by revelation this thing came to me by the wisdom of god but it didn't come to me for myself it came to me for a people so my life is beyond my own that's what he's saying that everything about me is so that i can multiply so that the people all around me that is connected to me can find expression in christ jesus that's what he's saying He said that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. So I'm going through all these things because of the Gentiles. All these things are happening to me because of another people. All these things are happening to me because God needs me to multiply. Instead of which I became a minister. According to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So the reason I am a minister is because of all those things. The reason I am who I am and everything that I am. The reason I sing, the reason I'm doing the work that I'm doing, the, the, the way I'm walking in my office, the reason I'm doing anything at all is because there are, there's a people connected to me that I should be a blessing to. See, of which I became a minister. According to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power he said to me who am less than the least of all the saints so he looked at himself and said you know what I don't qualify for this thing but it's not about my qualification it's about the one who wants to do something it's about a bigger plan about a bigger agenda It's about a God who has a plan for the world, for the Gentiles. And then he chose me, put his grace on me, gave me gifts and skills and talents so that other people can be a blessing. So that's why you and I are here, to multiply ourselves so that people can draw from us. People can draw from us. He said this grace was given That I should preach among the Gentiles. The unsearchable riches of Christ. It was not given for me. It was given so that when I get to the Gentiles. I will preach Christ to them. When I get to a people. God puts me in a place. He put me there for a reason. So that while I'm there. I will represent him. So that everywhere I find myself. I am multiplying the grace and the gift that God has given to me. He said that's the reason so I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ he says and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery in all these things he's not talking about himself because he recognized that he's, he has a source and that source is determining his direction that source is determining that he goes into ministry that source is determining that he, that he speaks to the Gentiles is determining everything which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Christ Jesus. Verse 10 says to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So he's saying that look, Even Jesus Christ, the reason he came is for this purpose. That even Jesus Christ came so that others will find expression. He didn't come for himself. So his coming made him multiply. Why? So that other people can be blessed. If you go through the trend from Genesis down to Revelation, there is not one person who has his own private agenda. There is not one person and the moment you and I begin to recognize and live our lives such that we know that we're not having our own private agenda and that God is working through us for the benefit of others and every gift and grace that comes upon us is meant to be used to make the world a better place. The moment you realize that, you find that, look, life is bigger than this. You won't even focus on your own problems. You won't. That won't be the issue anymore. On Sunday, I told us about Esther. Mordecai told her, he said, look, if you think that being in the palace will will prevent this from happening to the Jews, that's going to happen to the Jews from happening to you, you lie. Because you're also part of it. Then he, he said something, he said, could it be? you are there for such a time as this and that's what God rides on when he looks at us he puts us where we are for such a time as this for such a so any if I'm here right now anything that happens around this place around this environment I am graced for any problem name it why because once I'm in the center of God's will and God's plan there is no problem that comes that I'm not graceful the only thing is that I need to go in his presence and ask him, what is the wisdom? What is the wisdom? What is the wisdom? That's how we pray. That's how we pray. So God, I'm here. I'm faced with a challenge. I'm faced with a problem. I'm not backing away because the problem happened. No. I stand right there. and say, the reason I'm here, I'm here for such a time as this. I have the solution." We are solution carriers everywhere we go. Everywhere. Whatever the problem is, the only thing that will take my time when I'm faced with a problem is that I will stay praying till I find the answer. I'm serious. And it's not like I'm just going to stay one place and I won't go to work, don't do anything. No, no, no. What I mean to stay praying is that at every point in time, I'm conscious of the power of God to deliver to me the wisdom required to solve the problem. stay in that atmosphere till i find it and there is not one in all my years of being a christian there's not one i have found that i didn't find a solution to there's always a wisdom in god for everything for everything if god puts you there he has a plan he has a plan i say that all the time that god has a plan so the only thing we are chasing after is his plan We're not chasing our own plan. That's what Paul said. He said, I'm a prisoner because of Christ for the Gentiles. So it's not his plan. It's the plan of Christ for the Gentiles. So if that plan of Christ for the Gentiles will cause him to be a prisoner, then so be it. So be it. Because of some other people. Because of some other people. It said, in accordance to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence, through faith in him. So at this point, when you realize that I'm here for a purpose and my life is not all by myself, then I have boldness, I have confidence, I have access into the presence of God. So I realize that, hey, look, everything may be going like this and going like this but because I know I'm in the center of his will and I'm not here for myself I have boldness, I have confidence that's what David understood when he um, wrote Psalm 23 yeah Psalm 23 Lord is my shepherd he said I shall not want 23 right I shall not want makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me. beside, Put it up. Yeah. Look at it. I shall not want. Who is the shepherd? Who is the shepherd? Answer me. Verse 2. He does what? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. What does he do again? He leads me beside the still waters. What does he do again? He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness what for his name's sake. Sorry to bust your bubble. It's not about you. It's about his plan. It's about what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, when he wants to do it. Just volunteer. Volunteer. Go ahead. He said, yeah, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this is where David got himself into problem. God was leading him by the still waters, restoring his soul, but now he himself, by the error of his own error, pardon my grammar, he walked into the valley of the shadow of death. But what did the Bible say? Said, "I will fear no evil. Why? He's with me." With me, so I'm the one that. Pardon my grammar again. I kukuma went there. What kukuma is? I don't even understand. I kukuma. We have to edit that part. I kukuma. <laughs> where did that come from? I kukuma. Yes, for for the emphasis of the passing the message. Understand? I kukuma entered the problem by myself. I'm the one that went there. But what they say? He's with me. Don't you get it? He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me in the path of righteousness. As he was leading me, I used, pardon my grammar again, strong head. And I went to the valley of the shadow of death. Some other person would have said, ah, God will say, ah, you're on your own. No, he is with me. So David recognized that there is no way I can go from his presence at all. Nowhere he's with me he said for your rod and your staff they comfort me meaning that there in the valley of the shadow of death, I'm troubled and disturbed my heart is panting but no my son you'll come out you'll come out so from that moment God begins to find a way to bring you out he never leaves us why? For his name's sake, he has a plan. There is something God is doing on the face of the earth. Plug yourself, that's all. Connect yourself to it, join yourself with Him. Multiply, be about other people's business. Be every day looking for a way to be a blessing to someone. Let your life count for something. when you do the things you do, why are you doing them? Is it just because of you? No. There is somebody that needs to be blessed by your expression. There is somebody that needs to find the expression because you are finding expression in God. When God gives you an idea, gives you a vision and says, Look, I want you to do this project and do this project and do this concert or do this thing. It's not about you. It's about his plan. Who wants to be blessed so he's not asking for your opinion he's asking can i use you can i use you for his name's sake can i use you can i use you and then we are bothered oh it's gonna cost so much money to do this project it's gonna cost no one is like "Ah, the lord is my shepherd i shall not want Keeps leading me and keep leading me and keep leading me and keep leading me for his name's sake. Look at verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 3. He said, therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. So the things that I'm suffering, Paul, is for your glory. So don't lose heart at all. See me? No, 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 no. I'm in my space. I'm in my time, and I'm enjoying it. Don't lose heart, because it's for your glory. Don't lose heart, because my life is counting for your glory. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Sometimes people think that because you measure yourself by the progress of other people, you think that you're not making progress, or that God is not with you. Oh, see this person; he has gone. Where have they gone to? See this person they've gone, this one they've gone, where have they gone to? You're not run the same race. God may have you at that space, in that place, at a particular time, for one reason only. Just to reach one person, just to reach one person, just one person, because God is concerned about souls, the impact we're making in the lives of people. So he said you will leave the 99 and go for the one, why? For his namesake, his plan. The things that matter to us and not the things that matter to god we're looking at the big things the big picture no but god is saying there's one person there's one we had a prayer meeting here um, um some saturdays ago and just because of one woman this whole place was turned upside down one woman just one woman, she came when she was prayed for funny enough the the guest um, pastor she just sensed in her heart that god wasn't done and god told me he said he's, he's not done with her and that was the end of the prayer meeting just that woman God said I came for her so God will organize a meeting for one person and then we are concerned about ah where is the crowd oh it's not about you it has never been about you it has always been about him it's always been about him never about you at all never about you oh yes ah Pastor, I have a testimony. Oh, I, get, I got a contract of 20 million. It's not about you. Ask him, okay, what do I want to use the money for? That's simple. It's not about you. He has a plan. He has an agenda. So when you're asking him for big things, not because God cannot give it to you, but he's asking, what's the plan? Have you, have you cared to know my plan? Have you cared to just come and say, Lord, what's the plan? What's the plan? Because God works with plans. It's not he has no problem giving you a million dollars now as you are seated there. You just get an alert, a million dollars credited. God Almighty signed angel. <laughs> and then your bank calls you and say, ah, "God has credited your account." Through. I say, "Yeah, I saw the alert. God sent." So you reply the text back to God. He, said, no. you, he has no problem doing that. but What's the plan? plan what's the impact in the world who are you touching with it what's your life counting for it's not about you tell somebody it's not about you verse 14 it says for this reason I bow my knees to the father of our lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in earth and heaven is named He said for this reason there's no other reason that make me bow my knees but for this reason for this reason, why that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ with passes knowledge. So when you come to realize this thing you know that it has nothing to do with you. It's about the love of God. It's about the love of God. Verse 20 it says now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us? What is that power that works in us? When we realize that it's not about you. Remember I started by saying for this reason, I Paul prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. So my life is for you. So when I think like that, I now stand before a God who is able to do so when you quote that scripture sometimes, quote it with understanding. See, now he's able to do abundantly, far above what I can think, what I can imagine. Why? Because my life is counting for something. I'm living my life because of other people. Every day, looking for to be a blessing. So when I'm praying, I'm asking God, who is the next person that that I'll be a blessing to? Who have you brought my way? That, that every day when I talk to the person or I meet the person, they're like in tears and like, oh, I thank God for you and stuff like that. Who is that person? What is that project? What is that idea? The reason that you have a car, the reason that you have a house, it's not because of you. It's because of other people. Everything that you have should be because of others. That your life, you should be that, look, anything, any resource that comes to me must be for the benefit of humanity. Any resource that comes to my hand must be for the benefit of humanity. Before any other thing. Before any other thing. That's the way God thinks. Why? He said, look at the lilies of the field. Look at the birds of the air. They don't toil. But yet your heavenly father clothes them and feeds them. Your humanity should drive you beyond yourself. If you don't have a job, you don't have anything you are doing, you should not even lack. You shouldn't. Because as a human being, you should not lack. Being a blessing to someone is all you need. That's all. Nothing more. You look for people to be a blessing to. Ah, can I wash your car? Can I wash your clothes? You wash it. Can I you you look that's that's you do it. You do it day in day out. That in that thing you find the blessing. So whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. In doing it you will find what your heart is looking for. God never What please what what was what was Adam doing in the garden? What work was he doing in the garden? What work was he doing? This season, church, multiply. Think beyond yourself. When you access wisdom from God and you're praying, forget about your needs. They'll be met. Forget about it. They'll be met. He will send someone from a far country to answer to you. Forget about your needs. Forget about it his plan, be after what he wants done, how he wants it done the way he wants it be sold out completely to him that's all you need that's all you need God can spend one million naira because of one person that's not it souls are precious to him precious to him and that has been my stand from day one starting up this church I asked God yes my general Rasia said come to Bonacarte start a church but I went to God and I said what is your plan what is your plan and then he said to me he said create a place where people will come and find expression that's why we use the slang of Lord, there is a place for you because God told me he said create a place for my people so I'm not surprised at the kind of people that come and the things that happen. I'm not surprised because it creates a place for expression. said, so I want my people to find expression. That's what church is about. That's why we're here. It's not for ourselves. Sorry, what's your name again? Yeah. Savior, yeah. I met him on Sunday for the first time after service. Can I, can I talk about it? Yeah. And then said they wanted to youth. i've met him before have i met you before no said they wanted thinking of having a concert or something and i said i don't have a problem with it why is this church here it's not my church it's his church it's not my church i don't need to know you if it flows in my heart and my spirit so what else maybe because of people like you that's why god set up this church I don't. It's what God wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Stand to your feet, church. It's a season of multiplication. The excellence we see here, everything is because of the plan of God. It's because of a thought in the mind of God. The idea in his heart. Lift your hands to heaven. Surrender to him and ask him Lord I need you. I need you. In whatever way you want to talk to him, mine is to bring the word. However, the word has ministered to you. Lord, I need you. Some of us need to need to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I've been thinking about myself all the while. I've been thinking that it's about me. I've been thinking about oh, it's about oh all the problems that I'm facing, my this, my dad, and my dad, and that how God has not been good to me all this while. And God is saying, Look, it has never been about you, it has been about me, it has been about my plan, it has been about Jesus, it has been about Him. You are blessed so that others can be blessed. God has given to you so that you can give to your world. He has impacted you so that you can impact others. He has saved you so that you can lead others to the Savior. You. And your resolve should be that every ounce of increase that comes to your life will be for the benefit of humanity. For the benefit of humanity. Lift your hands to heaven. Father. We are strengthened in our inner man today, tonight to live for you every day. That the people all around us that you have brought us in contact with help us realize that we are there so that Christ can be there. Father, we repent of every of those moments when we have thought that it was all about us. But Lord, now we know that it's not about us. It has never been about us but about you. We look to you, Jesus. We receive strength from your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just lift your hands to him for a moment and just bless him because he's God almighty. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.